This inspiring message comes to you from Impact Church in Kingston, Ontario, where we are committed to living like Jesus and loving like Jesus. It is our prayer that this message blesses and enriches your life. Um, we've had an exciting year. Um, I actually have two books, but I could only bring one this morning. Um, we're actually going to come back in March, so um, I'll bring the second one. I just published it, and I was hoping to get it here, uh, but um, they didn't do it properly. So um, I want to, before I share uh, a message to you this morning, I, I want to just uh, call out a couple of things that I felt like the Lord speak to me this morning. Uh, specifically health issues, and if it relates to you uh, or somebody in your family, I want you to step, like stand up and kind of as an act of faith, step into God touching you this morning. Amen? So I, I'm, I, let me tell you a little bit of my journey. In the last year, uh, I've done about 100,000 miles of traveling, 100,000 kilometers of traveling, and um, I, I'm, I've seen some significant miracles take place in people's lives. And I felt like the Lord said to me this year, uh, really challenged me to believe God for significant, uh, like a significant miracle every month. And so uh, that's stirring my faith, and, and um, so I'm being challenged. The start of last year, um, I prophesied over a man who was dying. Uh, he was not on medication. The doctors were telling him he was dying. His organs were shutting down. Um, he had this kind of extreme faith position, and the pastor wanted me to prophesy over him. But I said, don't tell me anything about the guy. And um, out of nowhere, I, I beelined to this guy and ministered a prophetic word to him. And within a couple of days, God had spoken to him clearly through that word, and literally he changed his life. And uh, I got an email like two weeks later, and his wife said he's completely changed. His whole organs are coming back to life. Everything about this man is changing. I've got my husband back. And so I'm stirred in my spirit to believe God for healing. How many know God's a God of healing? Come on, he is. I believe in doctors. I go to doctors, all that kind of stuff. But listen, we have a great physician. Uh, Jesus came to heal the sick. Amen? So let me just call out a couple of things and, and um, you know, just believe God that uh, if you're here, um, that God will touch you. So um, I, I wrote down here this morning, someone has like th- uh, a throat issue where maybe you're just struggling swallowing, um, you know, just having some issues with your throat. If that's you, just stand up. Um, breathing issues, and I, you know, it could be asthma, but I was thinking more respiratory issues, your heaviness on your chest, and it could be a flu, but I, I think it's something more. If that's you, stand up. Um, you know, I get to practice, so if nobody stands up, I'm just practicing. So um, somebody may have, I, I felt like a right ankle, you're, you've got some pain in your ankle. I don't know if you twisted your ankle, but there's a, there's a pain there. Um, this is separate to healing, but I, I wrote down... Someone, now everybody could stand up on this one, so be careful with this one, but um, has a job issue, and specifically, you've got some real struggles with coworkers. 
I mean, there's someone kind of giving you a hard time at work, uh, like a coworker. If that's you, stand up. Okay, good. Um, th this may sound kind of strange, but uh, someone's got some issues in their mouth. Like I, I, I just wrote toothache, but just some struggles with your with your whole jaw, teeth. If that's you, stand up. Um, I know this to be a fact because my wife struggles with it, but I just thought I'm going to call it out this morning. Ringing in the ears, like a tinnitus and if that's you, stand up, and we're going to pray for you. Um, headaches. I mean, not just like the odd headache, but migraines. You are constantly living with migraines all the time. God wants to hear you. And then I just felt like just before I finished, uh, came up this morning, uh, knee pain, like just excruciating knee pain. I don't know if it's an accident that you had, but there's just uh, your, your knees are always bothering you. We're going to pray for you. All right. So you guys all stood. That's good. Um, so I want you to do this. I want you to just activate your faith this morning, okay? I can't heal you, but I know God can. And so God specifically just kind of highlighted some things this morning. And so we're just going to ask him to come and heal. Amen? So would you just pray with me? Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I just come to you today. And I ask for your healing touch. I stand in faith. I receive the word. And I say, Lord, you do the healing. Would you touch me this morning? In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. So, Father, I pray for every person that stood today. Lord, we just activate their faith. Lord, this is all about faith. It's all about trusting you. And so, Lord, we, t we ask today that there would be significant uh, movement in their hearts, in their lives, in their bodies right now. For that issue of a coworker um, that's uh, troubling and, and uh, you know, just kind of vexing people, I pray that you would settle that in the name of Jesus, that there would be peace in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 You can be seated. Thank you. Um, just selfless promotion. I don't like promoting, but I did write a book. And I actually wrote two books. Um, this is all about change. If you've gone through change, I've gone through change. I went through the last three years. It's been a real significant change in my life to doing what I'm doing now. And so I, this is kind of my little bit of a journey. Uh, some things I learned through change. You know, there's certain things that you have to do when you're in the midst of change. There's certain attitudes you need to have. There's certain decisions you need to make. And there's certain emotions that you go through. How many have ever gone through some emotion when you're going through change? You know, there's fear, there's anger, there's all kinds of stuff. And, and there's also joy and expectation and excitement. And how do you handle that? So that's kind of what this book is all about. Um, if you want to pick one up, they're available for $15. And then um, my second book, uh, we will bring it next time, but it's called Say Yes. And um, it's a, basically a theme that I preached all year about saying yes to God. How many know we need to say yes to God? Amen. Amen. Well, why don't you turn your Bibles uh, this morning? I've got two scriptures. We're going to have them on the overhead. Um, and the first one is, is um, it, it's, it's a verse I felt like the Lord gave me for the start of this year. And if I had to title my message, my message would be acceleration. Would you say acceleration? I, I felt like the Lord uh, say to me, just really at the start of the new year, uh, that I felt like he was going to begin to accelerate things. He was going to begin to accelerate the work of his spirit in our lives. 
How many know we need an acceleration of God's Spirit in our lives? And um, so I, I, I began to kind of pray about it and just ask the Lord and say, God, you know, you know, what do you mean by that? And this is the scripture. It's kind of a weird scripture, but I, I, it just so witnessed with my spirit about acceleration. It's Amos chapter 5, verse 8 and 9, and it says, It is the Lord who created the stars. Now, I'm not going to say that right. Is that Pleiades? Pleiades, thank you very much. Pleiades and Orion. Uh, he turns darkness into morning and day into night. He draws up water from the ocean and pours it down as rain on the land. You know God's in control of everything. Amen. Come on, he's the creator. He's the sustainer. Amen? So he's in control. Then he says, uh, the Lord is his name. With blinding speed and power, he destroys the strong, crushing all their defenses. And so what I felt like the Lord said to me that he was going to begin to, uh, God was going to begin to quickly bring his promises to pass. Amen. Come on, I've watched this. You know that uh, every week now, I mean, this is, a, this is becoming, it's, it's almost a point of laughter for me, but every week now, I, I get a text or an email or someone calls me of something that took place in the last six months in their life. Or a prophetic word that I ministered to somebody like a year ago, all of a sudden, I, I'm getting people calling me. I had a pastor, we prophesied over a pastor about financial breakthrough, that God was going to supernaturally, as a missionary, that God was going to supernaturally, someone was going to give him money for buildings. And this guy had been, had literally, the, the, in 2014, had gone through hell on earth. I mean, it was a terrible situation. And so last year, we, I went down on a missions trip just to visit him and just prophesied that. And he, I was talking to him this week, and he said, hey, I forgot to tell you. He said, but um, we had a guy come through, and he just gave us $150,000 U.S. So in Canada, it's like $300,000, right? <laughs> like $150,000 for a building. Last year, in, 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 uh, in April, I think it was, February, February, March, I was in Ohio, and a church was meeting in, a, in an auditorium just like this. They'd been meeting for eight years. And the Spirit of the Lord hit me, and I said, by the end of the year, you're going to have a building. I was like, what am I saying? Like, I'm jumping out there. But the pastor said, I received that. And, and uh, within about, about four months, they found a building. And they were one of two churches that were going after this building. It was a church that was closing down, and it was a perfect uh, building for this guy. But a mega church had come in, and they were going to uh, do a location there, and they offered this church a cash uh, offer. Like, it was an enormous amount of money. And, and so the pastor was like, you know, we're never going to get this building. I said, I said, no, 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 that's your building. Believe God for it. And so he went in there, and he sat with them, the elders of that church, and he talked to them. At the end of the meeting, the elders said, well, we have this cash offer. And he said, well, we can't meet that cash offer. This is what we can do. And they said, we want you to have the building. And he called me uh, last week, and he said, I just want you to know, I signed the papers, and we have our building by the end of this year. The, at the end of last year. 2015. And so I felt like the Lord said to me, Gary, I'm, I want to accelerate the work of my spirit in my people. Would you receive that? Yes. Would, would you be believe God that God can do some supernatural things in your life this year? Yes. 
Come on, like, are we spirit-filled people? Or are we just kind of religious people who come to church and this is a part of what we do in our routine? Or are we actively pursuing the Spirit of God? God can do great things in our lives. And so I felt like the Lord say to me, it's time to accelerate. I'm going to accelerate. I posted it on my website. And uh, uh, I posted it, like, I think it was on the 3rd. And on the 4th, literally, the next morning I get up, and this well-known prophet in, uh, from Bethel, I don't know if you ever heard of Chris Volatin, the next day, now I'm just saying this because it, it built my faith up, he said the exact same thing. He said, acceleration, acceleration, acceleration. Let me give you the word for acceleration. It means the act of increase or of speed or velocity. How many would like to have the enemy destroyed quicker this year than before? Come on. You're not having these battles over and over and over and over and again, but all of a sudden the enemy just gets totally annihilated by God. That God comes swiftly in and and changes situations. It's, It's the act or process of moving faster or happening more quickly. I don't know about you, but I got some things I'm asking the Lord to do quickly. You know, uh, when I left staff two years, uh, three years ago, I left staff and uh, I, I didn't really, you know, I kind of started doing some business stuff and the, the whole intent of the business stuff was to get me to do what's in my heart. What was in my heart is to do what I'm doing today. And, uh, and so I went through this process And uh, at the end of last year, so 2014, the end of 2014, I came to December, December 1st, and I had nothing in my calendar for the following year. I had no engagements. And my wife says, what are you going to do? Like, you know, like, come on, we got to believe God. And and, But the word of the Lord to me was that God was going to open up doors sovereignly. Do you know that by the end of December, I had engagements literally for January, February, March, and April. By the end of January, I had engagements right literally to the end of the year. Already I've got engagements almost, almost, not every month, but most of the months. Come on, God can do something significant in your life. Amen? Listen, the, to bring about at an earlier time. Now, I get there's a process in life, but sometimes you just need a supernatural touch of the Holy Ghost in your life to accelerate some things in your heart, in your life. You, you, you don't have to struggle with things all the time. You don't have to go through a process all the time. Sometimes God wants to just do something supernatural and circumvent the process. He is a God of process, and he does take us through processes. But sometimes he's just so good and so faithful that he says, let's just take another step and move over here and get you there faster. Listen, that to hasten the progress or development of a thing or person. How many want to have your progress or your development go a little quicker this year? Amen? I mean, God wants to take you a little further, a little faster, a little farther than you've gone before. Listen, to accelerate our efforts. Now, I, I watched that video. I was moved by that video. I was moved that you guys touched 167. Did I write that? Was that 167 families? 167 kids, 117 families. 
117 families, okay, and 167 kids. That's, that's significant. Your mayor was here. Come on, how many would like God to just accelerate that a little bit further? Come on, just to make that a little bit further. Listen, accelerate means to enable a student to complete a course in less than usual time to speed up a course of study. Any students here? Listen, just God can sovereignly wants to come in and do something. He wants to do something different. In other words, listen, here, here, here's what I wrote down. Prayers will be swiftly answered. How many need some prayers answered? Come on. Look at There has to get something in your spirit where you get to the point where you say, enough's enough. Like, I'm tired of praying about this thing over and over and over again. God, would you move? Do you know that the Bible says that God is actually looking over his word to perform it? In other words, I think there's something that God is looking for in a person where he then goes, I'm going to accelerate that. I'm going to move in a, in a quicker way. And I think it's an, it's an issue of the heart. It's something that you've got to get into your spirit that says, yes, God, I want to accelerate. I want you to move in a greater way in my life. I want you to do something in my, in my life. There's a determination in your spirit that you have to have. Listen, uh, new developments will come to the forefront. What would naturally take years can be accomplished sooner. I'm going, to, I'm going to step out. Listen, God can do something significant for Impact Church. You don't have to be meeting here all the time. You could get a building. God can do something sovereign. I hear stories all the time because I'm traveling now. I hear stories all the time of those things happening. So why couldn't it happen here? Amen, Gary. Good point. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. Listen, the efforts that have gone into building relationships and sharing Christ all of a sudden begin to accelerate. That person you've been working on, all of a sudden, they start getting hungrier for God. They start asking more questions. How did that happen? Boom, boom, boom. And all of a sudden, that thing that seemed like a, a pressure and a, oh, this is taking forever, all of a sudden, you're just moving in it. Things are starting to happen. Community is starting to come alive. People are starting to get saved. I was talking to a pastor yesterday. He said, Gary, he said, in the last five weeks, he said, for us, this is significant. He said, we've had 12 salvations. And he said, for us, that is a significant thing. He said, I'm talking people that you would never have thought would have darkened our door. All of a sudden, they're coming in. It's just happening. I'm here to tell you, God's moving in the earth. And listen, don't, if you just watch the media, you're going to be living in fear. But listen, I'm here to tell you, God is moving in the earth. God is escalating things. God is accelerating things. God is moving in the earth. And he is doing some significant things. I was just in Cambodia. And I'm telling you, they're getting people saved every week. They, they've, they've established 180 churches in Cambodia. Their vision is in five years, by 2020, to establish another 500 churches. They have a, they have a businessman right now. 
He hasn't committed to them. He's committed. He's a billionaire in Singapore. He's committed $10 million to Cambodia, ministries in Cambodia. And so they are putting a proposal to them to say, we need $1.3 million so that we can build 500 more churches. And they're convinced, they're believing God that they're going to get that $1.3 million. I'm here to tell you, listen, God wants to uh, accelerate some things in your life. What do you need to have God accelerate? What is it that you need God to just say, give me a boost? I mean, would you just come speedily and work that situation out? Would you come and just kind of set that thing in motion in a greater way? Look, I don't want to be spending the next five years in this, in this thing. Come on, anybody thinking about an area, a situation, a circumstance? Come on, let's believe God that God wants to accelerate. He wants to speed things, some things up. I'm watching him doing it in my own life. I'm watching him speed it up so, to the point sometimes where I'm thinking, in fact, I got this word. Listen, I got this word like two years ago. I just remembered it. I got this word from this girl. She said, uh, she said you're going to get, uh, there's going to be a point where you're going to feel overwhelmed because you're gonna, there's going to be so many activities that you're going to have to be doing. I'm, I'm not at that point yet, but I'm, you know, there's moments where I could get that way. Well, I want, I want God to accelerate. Listen, God's going to advance his church. I believe this with a great awakening. Is anybody awake there? God's going to awaken the church. I believe, I believe, I, I just believe hundreds of thousands of people, young people, old people, Really old people. I'm an old person. Old, really, people are going to come into the kingdom. I'm watching it. God is going to awaken in a mighty way. Don't get bogged down by what you see in the natural. You've got to get into the supernatural and believe and see what God is doing. There are people getting saved in... in, uh, in uh, man, Islamic countries... People are getting saved. We're, I'm hearing report after report of people getting saved. Jesus visiting people. It's happening. So we need to let God accelerate us a little bit. Amen? Listen, you know Joseph went from the prison to the palace in one day, right? Now he faced a lot of turmoil, but I'm telling you, listen. I've never been pregnant, okay? Don't want to go there either. <laughs> But listen, I know this. I watched my wife go through labor. And I remember her grabbing onto my neck and nearly breaking my neck. But when that boy came, everything seemed like it was a breeze. Are you you hearing me? Any mothers out there, you understand what I'm saying? So I'm saying, you right now, you're going in this battle. You're in this battle. You're birthing something. But all of a sudden, it comes. God wants to accelerate it. And when it comes, you begin to move into it. And there's a freedom that God wants to bring to our lives. God's moving in mighty ways. Listen, he's, he's executing judgment on the powers of darkness. He wants to execute judgment. He wants to, he wants to defeat the powers of darkness in our lives. 
Listen, would you turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. I want to give you three quick points, and then we'll pray. Um, when, I, when I think of uh, setting ourselves and, and getting ourselves ready to be accelerated, let's, let me put it to you that way, um, I think there's a couple things that we need to be aware of. And I, I, this is from the message version. So I want to just break it down, give you three, three key par- parts, or actually four. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. God helping you. You can underline that or you can make a note of that. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, your eating, your going to work and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you and quickly respond to it unlike the culture around you always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you developing well-formed maturity in you. Listen, here's the first thing you want to, you want to make sure you you get, is recognize that God helps you. My wife quickly pointed this scripture out to me. I think it was a subtle reminder to me. But, um, but this is the scripture she pointed out to me this morning, just before I got up to speak. She said, look at this. Jesus was blunt. No chance at all if you think you can pull it off by yourself. Every chance in the world if you let God do it. That's... Um, what was that, Sheila? Mark, Mark uh, 10, verse 27, the message, message version. You listen, the reality is, is you and I can't do anything without God. So we have to recognize that God wants to help us. Listen to these scriptures. God wants to help us. Psalm 63, verse 7. Because you have been my help, therefore in the shadow of, of your wings, I will rejoice. Uh, Psalm 70, verse 5, But I am poor and needy. Make haste to me. Listen, make haste. Accelerate. Come quickly. Make haste to me, O God. You are my help and my deliverer. O O Lord, do not delay. Come on, would you believe that the, the season of delay is over? That God wants to do some things significantly. God wants to change some lives and circumstances. Here's another one. Psalm 94, verse 17. Unless the Lord had been my help, my soul would soon have settled in silence. Isn't that the truth? Isn't that how, what the enemy wants to do? He wants to silence us. He wants to silence our praise. He wants to silence our voice. He wants to silence our testimony. But God wants to help you. God wants to accelerate you. God wants to set you into a place where you're experiencing abundance. I had Brother Dick. I was ministering with Brother Dick Iverson. And um, we're, we're, in, we're sitting on the balcony. And uh, we're just kind of after a night of ministry. And we're having dinner. And we're talking. And, and uh, he looked at me and he said, um, he said, oh, I just lost my train of thought. Uh, Hmm? Oh, yeah. He, that's thank you very much. I got thinking about Brother Dick. And we're, we're, we're sitting there talking, and he said, You know, Gary, he said, I've always believed this that Jesus said, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. And he said, Life is eternal life, but that abundant life is right here on the earth. 
And we need to live it right here on the earth. And when we're not living it on, in the earth, there's something wrong. I was like, okay, Brother Dick, thanks a lot. Appreciate that. You know, but the Lord began to speak to me. Am I living an abundant life in every area of my life? Is God accelerating His Spirit in my life in every area? Am I walking in abundance in my thinking, in my speaking, in my attitudes, in my relationships, in my finances, in my marriage? Come on, come on, say amen. Amen. Psalm 121, verse uh, 1 and 2. I will lift up my eyes to the hills. Uh, Does my help come from there? My help comes from the Lord. Listen, our help comes from the Lord. He's our starting point. If we're going to let God accelerate us, we've got to recognize it's not something we do. It's not something we do. It's something He does. He wants to help us. Can you say that? God wants to help me. I mean, God wants to help me. No, like, say it like you mean it. God wants to help me. He does. He doesn't want to just set you up for failure. He doesn't want to set you up for defeat. He wants to help you. Come on, He wants to help you. Impact Church, He wants to help you. He wants to help you accomplish your dreams, your visions. Amen, Gary. Good point. Hallelujah. Come on. This is interactive. You can, you can say amen or ouch, you know? God wants to help you. I want you to get that in your spirit this morning. God, even, in fact, change it a little bit say, God's helping me. Today, God's helping me. God's helping me move forward. God's accelerating me. God's moving me into new places in God. I'm telling you, when you get this in your spirit, all of a sudden you begin to see God moving. You begin to actually go, oh, oh, oh that is God. Hey, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm in a different place. I, I'm, I'm thinking different. Something's changing. Because well, guess who's helping you? God is helping you. Listen, you and I can't do anything without God. Let's settle that. But when God is on our side, hey, listen, if God be for us, who can be against us? Number two, here's the second one. And I just, I put it this way. And Pastor Cameron mentioned this, but be willing to be generous with your life. If you're going to let God accelerate you and you're going to say, God, work in the, uh, accelerate the activity of your Holy Spirit in my life, you've got to be generous with your life. You can't just say it's all for me. Because the reason God wants to accelerate you, the reason God wants to speed some things up in your life is because He's got a purpose for your life. He wants to do something. So He says, listen, take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping. You're eating. You're going to work. Listen, you know, I never realized this, but your sleeping can actually be useful. You think about that. It can be useful for God. It can actually produce something in you that only it can do when you're sleeping. You know that sleeping uh, is a place where you can dream. And when you set your evening and you go before the Lord and you're ready to go to bed, if instead of watching, you know, whatever it is you watch on TV 
And you just set your heart and your mind and you say, Holy Spirit, I want you to just begin to touch me and speak to me in my sleep. You know that God can actually begin to do something supernatural in your life that will produce a dream in your heart. And all of a sudden when you wake up, you've got energy and you've got uh, fire and you've got passion. And all of a sudden you're moving at a new speed. But if you go to bed and thinking, oh, I've got to get up for work in the morning. Oh, it's going to snow. Oh. All of a sudden, you get drained. You don't, you don't want to get up. Come on, listen. Take your everyday, sleeping, you're eating. You're eating. You're going to work and walking around life. Place it before God as an offering. Be generous. Embracing what God does is the best thing you can do for yourself. In other words, when you, when you place everything you have, all of a sudden, God says, okay, I can take everything. I can, I, there's nothing you're holding back now. Now I can get real serious with your life. I can do something very significant. But what, what are you holding on to? What's so precious about your life that you're holding on to that you don't want to give to God? Because if you'll give God everything, God will accelerate it. God will take you further and farther. I'm, I'm telling you, listen, I, I, I'm so excited about what's, what God, I'm watching God do for me and our, our family personally, but I, I'm watching it all, all over now. I mean, it's just so significant uh, what God is doing. And I, I just want to encourage you, church, listen, would you be willing to give God everything? I mean, like... Pastor Cameron said this, what if we had Hands of Hope every month? You, you know, like, you're just getting going, okay? So our church in Hamilton, where, I, where, where we've been for 20 years, okay, so we, when we came there, we were 250, and now we're, I, I would say, maybe 1,000, right? And so, so we, we own... I'm going to say $7 million in property. I mean, it's all paid for. We got lots of money in the bank. Now, all of a sudden, when we want to do something, we can do something. Are you hearing me? Well, listen, that started back right where you guys are now. There was, a, there was a spirit of generosity and a willingness to say, whatever we have, we're going to give. So what, what's in your life? What do you have to give to God so that God can take and say, hey, I could use that right now. Like, I'm not going to wait till somehow, like, they, you know, smarten up. I'm going to do them. I'm going to use them now. I think sometimes, I, I, I may step on a toe here, but listen, I think sometimes we, we you know, someone gets saved and we say, okay, they, now they've got to they gotta do, you know, got to do nine classes and they've got to, you know, they've got to pray an hour every day before we can use them. Get them used now. Start, go out and tell what Jesus had done. You know when the guy got healed of the demons? You know that guy that got healed with the demons? I mean, he wanted, he, he, this guy was naked, running through the, and the Bible says he ran at the feet of Jesus and worshipped him. And then the next part of the story is 
he was sitting clothed and in his right mind. So somehow they got him clothes. <laughs> that happened pretty quick. Now, were they carrying clothes? How did that happen? Maybe Peter got naked. I don't know. You know? <laughs> but, but, but listen, here's the thing. He goes, I want to follow you, Jesus. And Jesus said this. It's one of my favorite scriptures. Jesus said this. He said, look, go home and tell your friends the great things that God has done. He didn't say, now listen, um, I got a class. And we're going to meet weekly. No, he said, look, has God done something in your life? Okay, go. Accelerate. Use your life. What's in your hand? What's God got in your life that maybe right now you're holding on to? That you can say, it's yours, God. It could be your finances. could be your, your gifts, your talents. It could be the fact that, hey, hey I, can, I can take this down. I can help doing this. All of a sudden, you start doing it, and things begin to accelerate. I found when I make myself available to God, things begin to accelerate in my life. I mean, good things. All right. I'm just going to say this, and we'll go to the next point. You know, the Christian life is about being all in. It's never about, like, I'm, I'm here and I'm here. This is my Christian side. This is my whatever side. No, no, no. It's all in. Like, it's, there's, you're all in. Like, God doesn't, he, he's not satisfied with half of you. He created all of you for him. Take your everyday life. So if we want God to accelerate us, we've got to first say, who's helping us? Recognize he's going to be there. God is going to be there to help you. Second, listen, give it all. Give it all. Present yourself. Present everything you have. Your everyday life. Your, your moment by moment living. Just give it to him. I'm, I'm sitting at the airport ready to go to Cambodia. There are hundreds of people getting on this plane. I've never seen more wheelchairs in an airport in my life. I mean, every, there, there must have been 60 wheelchairs. I was like, what is going on? And they said, well, the old people are going home because they want to get out of the winter. Makes sense. And, and so I'm sitting there, and I'm talking to this lady, and we're yakking away, and she says, I've never seen so many wheelchairs. I said, yeah, look at all these people, and you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and I'm just, I'm trying to get an upgrade. No upgrade's happening. I'm saying, Lord, accelerate. No, I didn't say that. Um, so, you know, we're yakking, and finally we get in the line, and, uh, and I, I, I look at my ticket, and she looks at hers, and we're sitting together in the plane for 15 hours. So I say, okay, Holy Spirit, you got an agenda here. So I don't want to talk to her for 15 hours. I want to sleep. But <laughs> um, I said, God, what's the story here? And the Lord began to speak to me about this woman's life. I mean, literally, he began to speak to me. And so... I determined that for the first five hours I was going to stay up and kind of, you know, I don't know, do whatever I needed to do. And she did too. So we just started talking. And, and uh, before long, 
I started talking to her about what I felt the Lord was saying. It was just kind of, you know, conversational. And she's like, how do you know that? Like, how do you know that? Like, I haven't told you anything. And I, you know, told her I was a minister, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I said, hey, are you, are you feeling any issues where health is concerned? I felt like the Lord say, she goes, absolutely. I got this problem right here. And I said, can I pray for you right now? So we're like 18, 15 hours, well, two hours into the flight. It could be awkward for the next 12 hours. <laughs> so <laughs> I lay my hands on her foot, on her ankle. I said, let me pray for you. She goes, okay. She's really open. And, uh, I, and I, said, I said to her, I said, I think you're traveling because you're trying to get away from something and you're looking for something. And I'm here to tell you that God is your something. And she, she looked at me. She said, well, that's really interesting. So I'm a spiritual person. I said, ah, look, I'm a spiritual person too, but that's got nothing to do with what I'm talking about. It's about relationship. And so we got talking. And I said, let me pray for you. And I said, uh, how are you feeling now? She goes, uh, it's still the same. I said, okay, well, let me pray again. So I prayed a second time. And I said, how's it going? She goes, well, um, it's okay. And I said, well, listen, I believe by the time we're finished this flight, your, your foot's going to be better. She goes, okay, I'll believe the same thing. I'm godly. She doesn't know God. She says, okay, I'll believe the same thing. I said, okay. And I'm praying, like, Jesus, help me, Lord. Please <laughs> accelerate this. Like, just Jesus, you know. And then I fell asleep, you know. She, she, uh, she fell asleep or she went to another place in the plane because the TVs weren't working and and uh, so, uh, you know, I, I woke up just about 20 minutes before the flight ends, and we're yakking again, and, and um, we had both had a layover, so we ended up going for, to the lounge. And so we go to this lounge, and we're having breakfast together, and I say, hey, how's your foot? She goes, she goes, it's, it's really good. I was like, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Listen. I was just sitting on a, on a plane. I, I was sitting at the terminal. But I, I've said to the Lord, everything I have is yours, God. E- everything. I, I, I'm just open. I want to be open to whatever you have for me. And here's a, a woman. And I've since emailed her. We've c- conversed and talked a little bit. She lives in Toronto. And, and I've recommended a good church in Toronto for her. And we'll see what God does there. Amen? Listen, here's the third thing. Be willing to be people who influence culture rather than be dominated by culture. If you're going to let God accelerate you, you've got to stand up to culture. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, you know having a plaque on the side of the street saying, you know, repent, you're all going to hell. I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm not talking about, you know, being aggressive and, you know, out there. I'm talking about a Daniel kind of a culture. In other words, if you remember the story of Daniel, you you should read it. Daniel chapter 1. It's a great story. Daniel is about 15 years old. And Daniel at 15 years old, the Bible says that God brought him to, what time do we have till? Uh, the Bible says that Daniel, uh, that God allowed them to go into captivity. And so Daniel goes to this ungodly culture called Babylon. He's 15 years old. But in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, the Bible says that Daniel purposed in his heart to not defile himself by the king's delicacies. And so what he did is he began to uh, be tested in two areas. He got tested in his character and he got tested in his giftings. 
And if you read that story, it's a, it's a fantastic story. You see that the, the king began to try to influence Daniel and his friends to become, uh, to kind of get into their mold and what he wanted them. He tried to change, he changed their names, he changed their language, he gave them education, he tried to change their diet. I mean, he, it was a full on assault to try to change them. And Daniel said, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to eat the king's food. I'm not going to do this, blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the testing time, the Bible says this. It says, I'm paraphrasing, it says that Daniel and his friends were skilled. Daniel was was skilled in interpreting dreams. They were full of wisdom that the king of Babylon said, these guys are ten times better than anybody else in the country. And the Bible says that Daniel served four kings. In other words, if you track that age, for the next 70 years of his life, Daniel served ungodly kings. In other words, what I'm saying to you is that he embraced his position in God and he didn't let the culture affect him, but he utilized his character, and he utilized his giftings, and God caused him to be an influencer in his culture. God accelerated Daniel to become a mighty man of God, even at a young age. So here's the challenge. Don't become people who are so, you know, affected by culture. You you hear what I'm saying? Don't let the culture affect you. Listen, he said the favor with, he had favor with God, favor with the ungodly king. I mean, that king was, was weird. Man, that guy, guy was, he was nasty. And yet Daniel stood. Daniel stayed the course. Daniel allowed God to use him. Listen, when you give your life and you present it before the Lord, God will begin to use your gifts. And God wants us to use our gifts. He wants us to, to use our character. And He wants to use us for His glory. Can I hear an amen to that? So, I want to encourage you. Be willing to be people who influence culture rather than be dominated by culture. Here's the, the third thing. Be willing to focus your attention on God and His Spirit working in you. Pardon me, the fourth thing. Be willing to... Focus your attention on God. Listen to what he says in that verse. He says, um, can we go to the next verse? Yeah, so here's... No, I'm, I'm just going to say it this way. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what He wants from you. And quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging it down to your its level of immaturity. Here's some things I want you to see. When you... Focus your attention on God. All of a sudden, things begin to happen. Look what he says. He says this. He says, allow the internal work of the Holy Spirit to have his way in your heart. He says, um, let, you'll be changed from the inside. When you begin to uh, let God begin to touch your life, he begins to speak to you. He begins to work in you. He begins to touch you in areas that only he can do. Focus your attention on God. 
He'll change. Look at you'll be changed from the inside out. It isn't about outward activity. It's inward activity. It's the Holy Spirit begins to work. I found this. When I present myself and I say, God, I'm here. I know you're ready to help me. I, I know you're going to work with me. Lord, I'm presenting my body to you. I'm presenting my everyday life to you. Lord, I'm not going to let the press of the culture come at me. All of a sudden, he begins to work internally on me. He begins to change me. He begins to transform me inside. I become a better person. I actually love my wife more. She loves me more. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit. So I have this encounter on the plane, and, and the Holy Spirit is beginning to speak to me. How many would like to be used by God in a significant way? Hey, listen, God wants to begin to speak to you. God wants to begin to influence your heart. So that all of a sudden, when you fix your attention on God, it all of a sudden, God begins to speak. He begins to give you an impression. Uh, he begins to, you know, just, just touch you sp- spiritually. He begins to move in your heart in a significant way. Look at what he says. When God speaks to you, so he says, you'll be changed from the inside, inside out. When you fix your attention, then he says, wreck it readily recognize what he wants from you. I wrote this down and I just want to say this to you because it's better when I read it. There's just something about instant obedience than delayed obedience. Just readily recognize that. When the Holy Spirit asks you to do something, so, you know, when the Holy Spirit will say to me and I'm, I'm, I'm walking or I'm... I'm uh, you know, I just recently was at, at, a, at a restaurant, and, and um, I'm sitting there, and, and I'm, I'm trying to eat my chicken. And the Lord, again, speaks to me about my waitress. And so I don't want to be awkward, but I just got to tell her what I, what I feel for her, what, what I sense in my heart for her. And, you know, it's, it's not anything extreme. It's just something that you say, and all of a sudden, you know what happens? God touches that lady. God speaks to her. Readily recognize what God wants to do. I want you to do this for me. Would you just close your eyes just for a moment? Just everybody, just close your eyes for a moment. I want you to ask the Lord this question. Lord, what do you want me to do today? And I want you to just Whatever comes to your mind at the start of that thought, that question, I want you to write that down. How many got something? God told you to do something. Now here's the key. What he says, quickly respond to it. Oh, immediately, do it, do it. When you leave today, do it. Say something. Whatever it is, do that. That's what you do. You offer your life. And then all of a sudden, every day, if every day, every one of us would wake up and say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Now, you've got to do your stuff. You've got to go to work. You've got to go to school. You've got you know, you to do the dishes, right, honey? Yeah, okay, yeah. You know, just kidding. I do the dishes, you know. Every guy goes like, oh, he's in trouble. No, I'm not. I'm not in trouble. She loves me. She has to forgive me, you know. It's the Holy Spirit working in her life. But, but listen, 
If every day, every one of us would just for a moment say, Lord, what do you want me to do today? Who do you want me to call? See, I do a lot of driving now, and so when I'm driving, I, I'm not thinking of anything. I really am not. I'm just thinking of the road, right? And all of a sudden, somebody will come to my mind. Now, generally, it's pastors. And so I get on the phone. Hey, hey, how you doing? What's going on? And inevitably, it's something. And I have a 10-minute, 20-minute conversation with a pastor, and I'm encouraging him. It's not, it's not difficult, folks. But listen, I'm, I'm here to tell you, if you'll focus your attention on God, and you'll begin to listen to what he says, and you begin to respond, how many would agree with me that your life would get a little bit more exciting? And there'd be an acceleration of some things in your heart and in your life. Now, I'm not talking major decisions. You hear something, okay, I'm going to go buy a new car. You've got to think through some of those things, right? But, but what I'm saying is that it's the, it's the daily living things. You know, you wake up in the morning and the, the Lord says, you know, make your wife a coffee. And that makes her day. It could be a simple thing. All of a sudden, life gets better. How many want to accelerate? Listen, I want to encourage you today with this last thought. The scripture says, it says, don't be like the culture around you that is immature. The culture always reacts immaturely. And I think the kingdom of God should be made up of mature, gifted, charactered people who are walking in the supernatural. And when you begin to just say to, to the Lord, Lord, I'm here. I know you're going to help me. Listen, God's going to help you. How many would agree with me today? You just got that in your spirit. God's going to help me. God is for me. That if you will present your life and give it to the Lord, and you will say, God, I'm here. I want to influence my culture. I don't want to be influenced by my culture. I want to influence. I want to go into my work and influence that environment. Today I'm going to go in. I'm going to smile at everybody, whether they need it or not. I'm going to smile at them. I'm going to bring everybody a Timbit, you know, whatever, you know. And and all of a sudden you you begin to begin to influence your community. I'm telling you, listen, God's going to accelerate some things. God's going to move in a mighty way. Would you bow your heads and close your eyes? Thank you for taking the time to listen to one of our messages from Impact Church. We hope and trust that this message encouraged you. If you want to find out more information about our church, check us out online at www.impactkingston.com.